Hello, I'm Ben Dodson, and with my good friend Dr. John Wordsworth, today we'll be discussing Torchlight 2, an award-winning dungeon crawler-style RPG. Uh, it's currently available on Windows, Mac, and uh, Linux, if you're so inclined, and has cross-platform multiplayer along with Steam Cloud, Steam Trading Cards, and Steam Workshop for mods. Uh, there is no controller support, unfortunately, because there's a quite complex keyboard layout, which we'll come to later, and it's currently available for £15 on Steam, although I very kindly got it for free last year, as a birthday present from you. Thank you very much, John. You're more than welcome. I don't know if I'd pay £15 for it, but we'll come to that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, what are we playing uh, on? Um, I'm using an iMac. It's a 5K iMac. I think I'm running it at 1440p, though I couldn't check. It didn't seem to have any resolution settings on Mac, so uh, I'm not sure what's up with that. Uh, What are you running it on, John? I'm running it on my beast of a gaming machine, which is also 1440p. Very nice. Well, why don't we start with a, an overview of the of the game? I'll, I'll let you describe it. Sure thing. So, Torchlight Two takes place in a kind of typicalish fantasy setting, I guess. I mean, it's got its own quirks and nuances, but it's fairly typical in terms of fantasy worlds. And an alchemist from the first game, which is actually a playable character, I believe it's the same guy, has uh, gone evil and started to corrupt the world. So, you spend your 10 to 15, 20 hour game, chasing him down, turning away all the things he's corrupted, and I assume at the end, getting to fight him. Awesome. Yeah, we've played for about, what, 12, 13 hours now? Yeah, I think we're at just 12 and a half or so, yeah. So. Pretty sure we're close to finishing it. I mean, I've had no idea at all what the story has been, <laughs> uh, which is probably one of the problems I have with this game, is that it, for me it's been sort of like a mindless click fest, which is awesome fun, we get to chat while we're doing it, but it doesn't require a lot of thought, uh, and I've kind of glossed over the story. So most of the time, I'm just following little stars on the map as to where to go next, <laughs> what to do, paying absolutely no attention to what's going on. So like the alchemist, I'm like, oh, I don't know, could be anyone. <laughs> I guess I've read the uh, most of the main quest text boxes. Um, it's again, it's not a particularly engrossing like oh ins and outs, thick of it plot. It's just uh, I mean, alchemists turn things evil. You turn them good. Alchemist has turned some more things evil. You turn them good. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, we're doing it as a, a co-op and we're focusing on the co-op stuff in this podcast. Yeah. Um, but I think if I was playing it single player, I'd pay a lot more attention to it because I'd be reading it and stuff. But with the two of us, I tend to be chatting while we're playing it more often than not. We don't sort of concentrate on the game itself because it's quite... Uh, it doesn't require much thought, really. Yeah, and I think maybe if you are targeting a co-op group you need to be a bit more in your face with the plot (laughs) yeah like forced is very simple it's kind of this is the plot in 15 seconds and it's not and it's uh you you can't skip it either like with this i just click the big green tick at the bottom of the load of text just go (laughs) "Eh, follow the star but uh tell tell us about the, the classes and stuff yeah in traditional dungeon crawling style there are four different classes there's the outlander who is basically the gunslinger the Ember Mage, obviously every dungeon crawler needs a mage. Uh, Berserker, who is the, the melee character who gets up close and personal. And then the Engineer, who is the guy with, I guess, more utilities to kind of help balance out a group. So you can, I think you can drop turrets and things. I haven't played the Engineer, so. Uh, I guess they're kind of, each one comes with their own um, kind of a skill tree. It's called like, more like a block of skills but there are an awful lot of skills um, yeah there's a lot <laughs> it's kind Shoot, of, far too many <laughs> kind of hard to differentiate necessarily 
between them. So I haven't actually picked that many of them. I've got mostly the low level ones at, at a high rank instead of any of the higher level ones, which I think is one of the flaws. There's a big block of like a massive selection of skills. And I don't want a million buttons at the bottom of my screen to, to switch between. So I don't want to unlock new ones at a low level <laughs> when I've got yeah. old ones at a high level. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, and we were most of the way through the game and we only unlocked a small percentage of what's available. So I guess it's intended for multiple run throughs to get all the abilities. But with the classes, you've also got equipment that is unique to each class as well. So quite often you will find you're picking up a load of stuff that you can't use. Like yeah. I often pick up stuff that is for a mage, like a wand or something, and it's like, eh, just sell that. And I guess if you're playing a four-player game where you've got one of each class, you could actually hand those things around. And we could probably do that better. We don't really put... You get so much loot. <laughs> but yeah. um, we could probably do that better and, and pass good bits of loot between us. I'm looking for something which does this, and if you see one, you could give it to me. But uh, it doesn't seem worth the effort, does it? No, I can't be bothered personally <laughs> for a 0.2% increase in damage on a specific person it's like uh, no just just sell everything and just buy something later but I do like the variety in classes I mean again it's it's not overly original like the it is different a little bit but it's not overly original it's the four basic classes but I like them they're nice can't complain but uh yeah so I'm I personally I'm playing a berserker named Fang and my pet deer named Gabe uh, and I'm playing an Outlander gunslinger named Velma, uh, and I have a pet owl named Hedwig, because I'm <laughs> original like that. <laughs> anyway, you, um, so the game is basically a standard dungeon crawler, so it's very much like Diablo, where you are going to be going sort of from a village of some sort where you'll be given some quests and then you'll go down into a dungeon-style map where there will be lots and lots and lots of creatures to kill, They'll drop loot, all of it ever so slightly better than what you've got. Um, and then uh, you'll get to the end, kill a big boss, go back to the beginning and get some XP. Um, so you get XP on kills, which will level your character up. Uh, and then you can buy these skills and things that John was talking about a minute ago. Um, and then you put those skills in the hotbar at the bottom of the screen. And one of the issues I've had uh, is that I inadvertently bought, well, invested in bad skills at the beginning uh, I was like oh that looks cool oh that looks cool uh, rather than just increasing one so I've got about eight different skills so <laughs> in my hot bar like numbers three to ten are uh, all different skills I've got one on my right click button and I only ever use that like a <laughs> left click for attack my guns right click for my power attack and that's it but there's no controller support so I can't play with the controller despite the fact I'll only use those two buttons anyway um <laughs> And while a lot of games have like a respec option, so you can go and, you know, pay a fee and then you get all of your, say, 15 skill points back that you can then respend again. Uh, this doesn't. It only lets you undo the last three that you've bought. Uh, and I only realized that I invested poorly uh, after I just spent my last three things on something I wanted. So <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really help for me that way. But I mean, it's, it's a, a fairly standard dungeon crawler. If you've played... Diablo 3 for example this is pretty much exactly the same thing but cheaper <laughs> so like, well, not cheaper in terms of look as so much I mean it's a different art style but cheaper in terms of it's uh, obviously half the price that Diablo 3 would have been yeah. uh, but it's still a, essentially the same game it's a, you know 
not much more to say about it than that. It's very, very, very standard. I mean, you're probably better to talk about some of the more unique aspects. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, just popping back to the many skills, I guess I'm fortunate enough to have a mouse with 12 different buttons on the side. So actually, I, I did get a better use of the, the skill set without having thick. to use. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess most people will use the keyboard because it's a traditional 1 to 10 boxes at the bottom and they correspond to 1 to 10 of your keyboard. So I, I mean... I guess most people are kind of used to that when you play this sort of game and are happy to have, I think, up to about five or six skills you can keep in your head pretty well. <laughs> Beyond that, it gets a bit tough, but, you know. Especially when there's lots of things around you. The problem I find is that some of them, you have to be, like, standing still to cast them. Like, if I want to summon a zombie, that's number three on my keyboard. But often it doesn't work when I hit it, whereas my right-click always seems to work, so I'm not sure what's up with that. But... Uh, I, I, I find it easier just to have like my. Well, it could well be my. <laughs> Ugh, always the Mac. I do have to. <laughs> one of the running jokes we have with this game is that every time we start playing it, we'll start, and then about five seconds in, I'll be like, oh, I need to plug my mouse in because I'm trying to play it with the trackpad. <laughs> as soon as I go to right click, I'm like, hmm, this, this isn't working very well. Yeah. I think I played the first five hours with a trackpad, didn't I? Yeah, and it was easy <laughs> enough then to do that. <laughs> yeah. And then when I realised it'd be much easier with a mouse, I got much better. But yeah, I guess it's time to talk about a couple of the, the kind of core mechanics that set this game apart and move from Diablo. And the first one I want to bring up is you have a pet that follows you around, which is kind of cool. I like the character you get with having a pet. Maybe it doesn't play out as much as you think it will when you start. You think, oh, cool, I get to have a deer, a spider, an owl, one of eight or ten different types. And that's kind of cool picking it and then naming it. Um, the pet has three inventory slots so you can buff it up and it will join you in the fight which I like um, I guess it's I have kind to say of... that mine seems to skirt around the edges of a battle and not really do much I've not seen it do any significant damage well I guess I loaded mine up with a bunch of spells so I know you're going to come onto the spells well we'll talk about the spells in a little while but because um, uh, I've given mine like a fireball spell a heal spell and a summon zombie spell it's actually able to do those things in battle I'm not sure how much of an impact it has it's really hard it's really hard to tell how much of an impact I have in a battle <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. with all the numbers flying around let alone my pet but you know it's kind of nice that you can load it up with some spells and it will it'll theoretically assist you in the fight but perhaps the most useful thing <laughs> the most useful thing your pet can do is go back to town and sell all your shit um, yeah. <laughs> and there is a lot of that in there. <laughs> so yeah we'll come on to inventory management but i i would agree that having a pet the most useful thing is that it can <laughs> a it can go back to town and sell stuff for you but it can also buy stuff for you and bring it back like i don't know how an owl is flying back to town and then bringing back you know 50 bottles of medicine <laughs> which is what i tend to batch buy but it, it works and I so guess see, it's, it's a useful mechanic. I think it's kind of cool as well that you can feed your pet fish and turn it into like a spider or in my, yeah. the last case was that half undead torso that was crawling around. It's kind of cool, you know? Weird. Yeah. I don't know where these magic fish are. I kind of want one now. But. I, I turn mine into a spider quite often and it just sits there and just looks at a battle and just like, yeah, that looks fun. I'm like, you giant spider, get in there, be all like she love on it. You can actually change the, you might not have seen the button. There's uh, three buttons under your pet icon in the top left corner of the screen. 
you can change it from aggressive to defensive to passive. So maybe uh, maybe the setting is wrong. <laughs> and if you put it to aggressive, it'll probably run off. I mean, I mine gets in the fight all the time because I'm melee. You know, my berserker's always up in their grill. But if you're standing back and it's set to kind of mirror your, your movements, then maybe it's also standing back. So you might want to make it aggressive and just... Do the pets ever die? I don't think they do. I've never seen mine die. Like It doesn't no. have health, does it? It's not like you um, know what? It, it does have a hit point stat, but I've never seen it die. Maybe it's it like gets in, um, knocked unconscious or something, and it just comes back at the end of the fight. Because in Neverwinter Nights, you have um, you can have a familiar if you're a certain class, it's like standard D and D. So you can have a familiar in that, and you can also have a henchman that follows you around. But when they die, they die, and then you have to go mm. back to the temple and bring them back, and it's a pain, um, especially when it glitches like it did with us. But yeah, that's yeah. a horrible thing. The little heart anyway. went, went missing. But yeah, it's... Um, I've never seen... There's nothing like that in there. You don't have to worry about it dying and going back to recovery. But I think it does lose hit points and maybe just goes unconscious for a bit. Um, okay. I suppose one of the other interesting things in this game, um, I'm not sure if it had it in Diablo, I can't really remember, is the idea of uh, the socketables, which is basically that some equipment has uh, basically one or more sockets on it, which you can then put certain gems or even eyeballs into, in the case of when you kill certain boss fights. Um, and they give you like a little boost, so like you might get a giant's eye and that will give you... Um, I don't know, like plus eight electrical resistance if it's in armor or plus five damage if you put it in a weapon. The thing I didn't realize until quite late on is that the socketable doesn't do both the things it says because it's, mm. I find the interface is quite odd because it's got loads of different colored text as well, which <laughs> uses me because I didn't really read it properly. All I saw was like electrical damage plus 15%, strength plus five. And I was like, yep, that'll do. But it's different depending on whether you put it in armor or whether you put it in a weapon. Yeah. gives you different abilities um, so you have to watch out for that and it gets irritating because you have to pay to remove an item from a socket if you want to keep it like say you're going to sell the item because you've got a better one uh, then you have to pay to get that item back out and you can also pay to add sockets to items there's yeah. a whole lot of customization in this game basically a I whole... think I'm kind of torn on the sockets I like the, the fact I love customizing things. So I like the fact that you can customize. But as we've sort of said a few times, there's so much stuff in terms of items that it, I don't know, you think I'm, I'm going to add a socket to this item, which is going to take some time and money. Then I'm going to place an, a socket, put an item in the socket, and then I'm going to find a better item in 10 minutes. <laughs> Actually, and then also, there's already uh, another system that sort of clashes with this in the form of enchantments, mm. where you can pay a guy to basically give you some random stat boost. So, like, you take it to this wizard, and he'll be like, oh, okay, give me five grand in gold. So you give him some gold, and he's like, okay, there you go. It does, you know, plus eight electrical damage. Have fun. It's kind of... <sighs> and that stays on it. And it's like, oh, why have you got both of these? Why have you got sockets and enchantments? And you can do both. And then it gets really hard because you've got like a really low level rubbish weapon, but it's got two awesome enchantments that you spent a load of money on and two sockets that you've put like your best <laughs> kills in. And then it's like, oh, I don't really want to sell that just to replace it with a better weapon. And it's hard to then compare like for like. Mm. Is, is a weapon that does 50 damage, but nothing else better than a weapon that does 20 damage but has a few extra spell stuff in it it gets very difficult to compare like for like really you end up with this weird dichotomy i mean i really like making i think if there were 
if you found like nothing nothing feels special anymore no. unfortunately because you have all this, all these so many numbers and I, I, I still it's weird because I do like games with numbers and maximising things and feeling like oh I got clever and maximised it but because nothing really feels special like you're not going to keep hold of it for more than five minutes I think I don't want to invest time and effort into getting the best loadout when in seven minutes I'm going to find three new items that I'm going to use yeah um, so it's constantly just churning through items whereas if if maybe I found a sword and I was like, this is actually an awesome sword that I want to keep for the next two hours of gameplay, then I would invest time into sort of putting sockets in it and making it even better and customizing how it works. Like in an RPG, like Dragon Age, that's the sort of thing I'd do. Like, oh, cool. I've got this sword and I'm going to use it for hours because it's awesome. So I'm going to put all these abilities on it and make it even better. Whereas in this, it's nice that the customization is there, but it's just more numbers. <laughs> More, more Speaking numbers. of uh, customization, what about the spell scrolls? I know you were particularly keen on them. I yeah, I really like that. Fair. I really like that mechanic. It's so each character can have up to four different spell scrolls active at one time, and once you've activated it, you learn the spell from it, and you can remove it. But then you sort of you lost the scroll, as it were. So once you applied it, it's permanent until you delete it, and then that gives you another ability which appears what you can assign to your hotbar. So, for instance, my character currently has a level 3 fireball, which I don't use that often because I've got a big pile of abilities. But I do have a heal scroll, which is very useful, which basically turns mana into hit points. And then a summon scroll and a silent scroll. So if I'm fighting a spellcaster, I can suppress their spellcasting ability for 6 to 8 seconds, which is cool because you get to customise your character with unique abilities beyond leveling up so if you've hit like a bit of a slump in leveling up you can still customize your character yeah and this well i mean it's pretty much a running theme at this point there's a huge amount of customization huge amount Mm. but i think this Uh, one genuinely adds to it because you get to have new powers that you can like invest in properly so and you can swap them out quite easily as well i mean if you you can't swap them out sorry you can delete an existing one and then replace it but you then lose the old one so if you wanted to get rid of your fireball and replace it with like a summon zombie spell you completely lose the fireball one Mm. when you put it in so you can't just constantly be swapping around say eight spells within your four slots it's use it and then you have to get rid of it if you want to put a new one in yeah i like it it's a good mechanic and it's Nice. And with this game... Good that you sorry? can give them to yeah. your, your pets as well, because then they can support you in ways that they couldn't normally. So if you had a heal group spell, you can give it to your pet, and then every 60 seconds or something, he'll cast it. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I really need to do that. I, I don't <laughs> I don't use the <laughs> scrolls at all. Oh, there's too many inventory. <laughs> um, <laughs> before we get to sort of our, our likes and dislikes, um, I'll cover a few of the co-op like specifics in this game now really there's not really much to say about it because it's essentially exactly the same game there's nothing different um i think you can have up to four players at once yes um but co-op mode is exactly the same single player you have the same missions and stuff uh one issue in my opinion is that you do need uh, a runic account uh, they're the developer in order to play it so you do have to sign up for a free account with them i mean i don't think i've had any spam email from them I know what you're going to say. <laughs> You've got to log in every time. Oh. That's so tedious. Let's have a quick half an hour or hour of torchlight. Click, click, click. Log in. 
Let me go to my password manager and copy and paste. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've not had any spam email or anything from them, so I don't really mind that much. But it's like, why do I need an account to play this? Mm. It's tedious, un- unnecessary in my opinion, but it is what it is. Um, in terms of the actual gameplay itself, I mean, it seems to work well enough. I sometimes get a bit of lag. Um, usually John hosts the game and he's in Sweden and I'm in the UK. So it's expected that there will be a little bit of lag sometimes. Especially when there's like a hundred guys on the screen. <laughs> and to be fair, I don't know whether the lag when there's a hundred guys on the screen is because of the internet connection or because I have a Mac. So it could be, <laughs> could be both. Um, the only thing I will say is that... Um, Stuff isn't shared as well as it could be in terms of, like, I think Netherwinter Nights gets this perfectly, that every time one of you does something, like gets XP or speaks to an NPC, it happens to both of you, regardless of whether you're there or not. Like, if you've gone to separate parts of the map and you go and pick up a quest, then I get it automatically. In this game, that doesn't happen. You have to both go and get a quest, and you both have to go and turn it in together. Um, you don't have to be there at the same time, but you, if you want to get XP or a reward, you have to go and turn it in yourself as well. Um, loot is separate for each player. So if you open up a chest, then a load of loot will pour out for both of you, but you only see your own loot. Mm-hmm. So that's that's nice. I mean, it stops a lot of, uh, especially in Neverwinter Nights again, uh, that isn't the case and you have shared loot, which is a bit more difficult to manage, especially with four people, because someone will always come and take everything. <laughs> Uh, XP I think is shared between you like if you kill something together but I'm not sure and I couldn't find anything about it I'm not sure if XP happens only if you both hit the creature and it dies Mm. or whether you're sort of on the same portion of the map at the same time that you get XP I think it's that that if you're in the same general area yeah yeah it's interesting because like we've had the situation where our XP's seem to go out like out of sync as it were where one of us gets half a level ahead and then the other one gets half a level ahead and it's it not the end of the world is it? but it's a, it's a little niggle because you're like oh we're doing the same thing i mean if you were three maps away killing some different beasts then that would be fair but we've never really split up we've always just stuck together i think the first time it happened was because i died and then whilst i was in the process of respawning you killed the beast and so then it was like yep you get all the xp john <laughs> Well done for killing that beast single-handed. I did all the hard work, you know. (laughs) Uh, Right, let's talk about our likes. What did you like about the game? I mean, it's not like, ooh, a massively pro comment, but at the same time, it's a good comment. Like, it's just good standard dungeon-crawling fun. If you've... There's not a huge amount of it around. There's Diablo 2 and Titan Quest, and these are all old games. And if you think, I just want to scratch that itch and enjoy going around, killing hordes of monsters, picking up hordes of loot, and levelling up, then it's good. Uh, it's really nice because it has a linear levelling system, so you, you yeah. constantly get that ping. It's not like you have to wait longer and longer as the game goes on. That is a really big plus in my book. Like Today we played it for probably about an hour and a half, and we levelled up five times, despite the fact we were already level 40, mm. whereas again something like D, you get to level five and then it's like mm. <laughs> two days later level six two weeks later level seven two years later level eight <laughs> so, <laughs> you remember what that leveling up experience is like because you ain't gonna see it again yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's really nice that and and it is everything about it is just 
is fine or better. You know, it's like most, well, nearly everything about it is like, yeah, it's good. There's lots of content. There's lots of things to do and you get to enjoy it. And it's, it's just good. Yeah. One of the things I liked is that uh, it's got Steam Workshop support. So you get loads of mods that are available there. Um, Like, for instance, uh, we were talking a while back about there's so many skills um, and you wanted the ability to hold shift and get an extra Mm. hot bar at the bottom. It was like a bit weird that you only had 10 slots. Well, luckily there's a mod for that that you can (laughs) download and you hold shift, you can hold control, and you can get like three or four different hot bars. So that's really good. I mean, I, I like it when there is... You, you know you've got so many different ways that you can add to the game like people will add extra maps or extra creatures or even extra classes I think there are a few extra classes in there as well because yeah, there's Batman isn't there of course there. <laughs> that's one of the I top parts Batman, Batman. <laughs> uh, <no>. <laughs> not a mod I'd pick but great that you can add that content I think it yeah. is really cool and if you like, if you love the game then you can find more content which is nice mix up your playthrough so you're not playing through exactly the same game over and over. But yeah, so I guess this kind of linked in with my, my previous point, but there's just a lot, which is cool. Like, there's a lot of content, there's a lot of monsters, there's a lot of loot. You feel like you're always finding something new. It's, you know, we just started meeting werewolves and these kind of weird globby creatures. Yeah, there's an awful lot of uh, character models in terms of monsters. Like, you're not going to end up with, like, six different, you know, there's only six enemies and you're going to just have hundreds of them there is an awful lot of variety i mean there must be like a a hundred different monster models right i mean oh yeah easily constantly meeting new things and sometimes there's smaller variations i guess like oh this is a a a yellow or green pool of gel and gloop but actually there's a gargoyle and there's a werewolf and there's this and that and some wizard thing and it's like sometimes it's endless irritating sometimes it's bad when you have like uh they use another character model, but that one's like a really bad version of it. Like it has yeah. like a health bar. It's like a boss fight, but it's using the same character model, which is fine. But it's annoying when there's another character next to it. So we fought two wizards at one point, and one of them mm. was just a regular wizard, and the other one was like a really bad one. But they looked identical, and put, you put your mouse over to see what color health bar they had. A minor yeah. niggle, but you know, it's, the, that that kind of thing's a bit irritating. But it doesn't matter because they've got as you say, probably hundreds of character models for it. So Yeah, and, and, I, and very, I really like the fact that it's just a lot to the game. I think it's really cool. And, and there's a lot of, you know, just actual content as well, quests and things to play through. But I think this also leads into one of my dislikes, which is while there is a lot of content and there's a lot to see and interact with, it doesn't necessarily have that much variety in the gameplay. I mean, yes, it looks different. It's a different type of werewolf and it's got three different verbs underneath it. Like, oh, it can fast move and it can do poison damage and electric damage but in terms of how you play you you right click on things and you mash you could basically write a macro to push one two three four on the keyboard every 10 seconds (laughs) and click on the nearest creature and that's probably exactly how i play regardless every every 15 minutes you find a creature where you think whoa he's actually gonna murder me i need to dodge his attack but it's not there's not much going on and i guess this isn't you know this is fairly standard in dungeon crawler land it's like if you've got yeah. a well well specced character you just do your thing and you don't really have to worry about using a fire attack against the wizard or a lightning attack against the orc because yes it does 10 percent more damage or something but it's, it's very rarely enough to actually make you play differently normally you just spam yeah. spam the potion button essentially spam they're... your attacks on the en- enemies and that's how you play the whole game 
essentially there's just no strategy at all. There's no puzzle sort of element to it, no deep strategy. It's very, you know, uh, hack and slash. <laughs> mm, and I think that comes from the too much of everything. There's too many numbers to actually have any control over them. Whereas in yeah. something like XCOM, where there's only going to be 15 types of enemies, you can start thinking, well, actually, that type of enemy can do this. So I better, and it's going to really kill me. You know, I've got two hits from that attack if it kills me. So I need to get properly out the way and attack it. But with this, you can generally take enough hits from things that you can just stand next to them. And as, as a melee character, at least, and mash potion, mash special attack. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, my, my criticisms, I've got two, is one the spells there's just too many of them um i find and especially because i messed up my leveling i've got pretty weak spells that i use now but i only really use one um <laughs> which is a shame because I, I would prefer it much simpler and to have controller support because this is a kind of game that i could see being really nice with a controller but because of the hot bars and so many skills that you can load in there it would be very very difficult to do that well especially with the flexibility that some people are going to literally go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 across the thing while they're <laughs> casting spells and stuff. So that's that's a problem for me. The other one is just infantry management. I mean, this is... I kind of jokingly refer to it as like an Excel spreadsheet game because it's very much a case of we'll do 10 minutes of killing stuff and be like, yeah, this is awesome, this is cool, that was dangerous bit. And then you're like, oh, right, <laughs> let's just wait a minute and load up our creatures with stuff to sell because we can't carry anymore like the amount you can carry is quite low mm. especially bearing in mind they have a huge amount of stuff to um that you pick up so much loot and it kind of irritates me that with a game that has so much stuff going on it doesn't have any sort of weight for items so a single socketable item is exactly the same weight as a giant shield for example yeah and you've got like 20 slots for carrying stuff and so does my pet um owl <laughs> so you kind of think i wish i either had a lot more space or that there was some sort of weight system so that i could carry more little things rather than having to constantly every five to ten minutes just go uh, sit down while i give my owl all of this stuff that i don't want so it can go and bring me back 500 gold <laughs> I, I mean i would almost favor a tick box the weight thing doesn't really bother me that much i get this they simplify it for the game but i almost like a tick box you can check in the options which says if it's blatantly obviously worse than what i'm carrying or something that i never want i mean every single hammer or two-handed sword that my berserker picks up because berserker i've got those skills based around having these kind of fist weapons i just sell i don't even look at it i mean ideally there'll be a button i could just click and it's like for all these things just give me more gold just drop yeah. piles of gold instead of hammers. I'm not interested. I'm just going to have to go through this clicking process to get rid of them every time. And it's irritating because it gives you a false sense of security because you go through and just go sell, 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 sell. I don't want any of this. Don't want any of this. And then sometimes there'll be a real gem there, but mm. you can't be bothered to compare it with what you've got and be like, okay, so it's got more damage, but on all these twenty other stats, is that one better? Is that one? <laughs> it's really, really hard to compare like for like because there's so much stuff that each one can have. So in the end, you end up just sticking with what you've got and like every you know hour, maybe changing your equipment because you can't yeah. just change it constantly. But I say that's that's the only negative. On the whole, I think it's it's pretty good. I mean, I don't think I've got any more to say about it really than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like uh, it might come across as sounding a bit negative because I guess we've kind of picked the holes in the the gameplay that we've found 
problems with and we've played it for we've played it for long enough now that I'm getting to the point where I'm like I've I've enjoyed it a lot I want to get to the end of the playthrough and I think I'll probably be done like I'm not upset about that it's like I bought the game I yeah. played through it once 15 hours yeah, I'm enjoying it I mean, but I'm not going to go back and play it like five times to get to the super hard difficulty or something or play all the classes you know it's hit your rule of it should be one hour of gameplay for each pound it cost yeah it's 15 pounds and we've got nearly 15 hours out of it well i mean i've got 15 hours for free out of it but <laughs> that's a very yay, good ratio for you sir <laughs> but yeah i mean i guess my final comment is just that it's uh it's not massively original it's it's got a few kind of cool things like the ember you know like visually it's got a few nice things and these little portal beasts and stuff but there's not really much original going on in it not that that's a problem but i guess i wouldn't go rushing to it for ah oh, i want to find out about the lore of this interesting world you know it's got some nice little things and it's kind of interesting but the real fun of it is just it's a it's a good dungeon crawler it's yeah. fun so in summary it's you know it's a decent game we'd probably recommend it as a co-op game i think i think it's a fun game for two to four people to play yeah um, definitely i, think I I'd, definitely recommend it i mean yeah i'd recommend it as a single player game as well i think as well um you know if you want to if you're more interested in the story side of it it'd probably be a great single player but for multiple people i think as long as you're you know just running around and it, you know what you're getting into standard dungeon crawl affair it's a perfectly good game yeah agreed Awesome. Well, that sums it up for this week. Uh, We'll be back next week with another awesome cooperative game to talk about.